Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome into the Players Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Richmond, as always, and today we have Dan Sarmentino on the pod. Dan is a former college pitcher at Azusa Pacific University as a part of the ESPN Creator Class. Today, man, we, we really dive into his journey in baseball and content, what books he likes, everything. Just really just diving into his journey, and I really think y'all are really going to enjoy it. Um, I know I did. I love doing the interview. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome getting to know him, and he, he really is a mentor to me. Um, as always, y'all can like, share, subscribe. That would be huge to me. Tell your friends about the pod. Give it a five-star review, and let's jump into the interview. What's going on? Welcome into the pod, um, Dan Sarmentino. What's up, bro? Yeah, so how are we doing? Um, so yeah, my name is uh, Dan. Uh, I go by at DSARM on uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. I'm really trying to like grow on YouTube too. So yeah, I've got you know a decent amount of followers just from my like, grinding over the last couple of years. Finally kind of found my niche in like uh, commentary, storytelling, podcast or podcast stuff, but also just like, you know, uh, baseball content and just kind of telling stories about baseball players. So, you know, we're nearing up almost at 100K on TikTok, which is amazing, bro. Oh, I'm going to be so excited when I hit it. Uh, hopefully in the next couple of days. That's been a really tough milestone to get to because TikTok got hard. TikTok used to be super easy to gain followers and now it's getting a little harder. Um, but yeah, man. So, you know, just making content. I love it. Uh, I, like I said, I have a podcast called Enjoy the Show. I interviewed some really cool people. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to keep scaling, keep growing. Yeah, of course. So for the people that don't know, obviously you're a pitcher in college, just like myself. Um, so give the people a little bit of your baseball background and, you know, just where you're at now and, you know, with the journey to get there. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it starts with, I'm from Exeter, New Hampshire. So uh, I was kind of coming out of high school. I was a lefty pitcher. I was like, all right, like 82 to 84. So again, like just kind of local schools, local D2s, D3s, a couple smaller D1s. Um, but nothing that really excited me. So I, for whatever reason, I just, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I just like, wasn't messing. I just didn't love any of the options, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure why. Then I did a post-grad year at Bridgeton Academy, which is in Maine. And that kind of really helped open some doors to some other schools, some outside of New England schools. And I really kind of focused on Southern California, ended up committing to uh, Azusa Pacific, which is a a D2 out here in Azusa, California, like 30 minutes from LA. And then over the summer, content started taking off a little bit. Um, so I was like, man, how am I going to like balance, you know, uh, playing at a pretty like at a high level school like D2, get really competitive in D2. So it was going to be tough. So eventually I actually I haven't even like announced this, but I don't know even know what I would say. But I, I decided not to play baseball this year and I actually transferred to L.A. film school. So I'm really mm. trying to go that like content media route, but I'm still training to pitch yeah. and to throw. So I'm not really sure what my next year is going to look like, but I just know that uh, I love making videos and I kind of want to just put all my time into making, making videos. Yeah. I guess I, have, I don't even know how I would like announce that. I mean, I don't think enough people really care <laughs> to like announce it, but yeah, yeah, no, it was a tough decision. Um, you know, cause it, uh, it was tough for my, my parents were like, ah, oh, man, like we really want you to play, but it was kind of one of those things. Like I just, I knew it was best for me. You know what I mean? Like I just knew that's, decision I needed to make. Um, so I made it, but yeah, there I am. Yeah. I think, I think that's great. Like I know, I know Steven Canez is kind of doing the same thing. He's had an insane journey, um, as well. I actually think I was at a junior college in Maine. I think we actually played against you guys at Bridgeston. Oh, no, I was wait, there. Uh, it was a Southern Maine community college. Dude, you went to SMCC? Yeah. When? Last yeah, year? I went there. Um, so I'm a senior now. So I went there my first semester of my freshman year that's crazy so, bro. in um in portland 
Yeah, 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 in South Portland. Where are you from originally? I'm, I'm from Memphis. So what? I've had a crazy, crazy journey. Crazy. Yeah, we yeah. Put, there was like our rivals, bro. That's like, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah, that's yeah. Wow. So I, um, so I, I like you attended prep school, but mm. uh, my my journey was crazy. Like I went to boarding school, did a post grad year in Florida, um, played nine months down there. Was supposed to go to a D three school um, in Kentucky the week before signing day the head coach and the president both call me and they're like, Hey, you didn't get in. Um, I'm sorry. And I had signed and like told, told all the schools I was talking to. I was talking to some NAIs, some D threes. Um, Cause at this time I was a second baseman. I wasn't a pitcher. Um, and so I was, you know, really trying to really trying to just get an offer. Like I was just trying to play college baseball. Um, but took a postgrad year at inspiration Academy in Florida um gained about 20 pounds just of straight weight um just eating everything under the sun literally like pub subs and every dude oh my god i look back at myself i'd sit on the couch and eat a little caesar's pizza by myself it was insane um but then a week before signing day my teammate goes who's from boston um he's like hey i know the head coach at smcc do you want to go there and i was like Oh, uh, heck yeah. My dad and I spent $500 on a plane ticket, flew to Portland, go up there. I signed that Tuesday. And yeah, I spent the first semester of my freshman year there. So that was crazy. crazy. Yeah. Y'all like waxed us. Like it was. Yeah, dude. This year was funny. Like we went kind of back and forth. We had like, we'd beat them kind of in a close game. And then all of a sudden, I think they just, they, one time they just beat us like 16 nothing for some reason. Like, yeah. So yeah. random. And then we beat them like 10 to two. It was just, you know, it was weird. It just spent Yeah, I got you, dude. I mean, it's kind of funny because like when, when they pulled up, we were like, hey, bro, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, and I said, oh, yeah, it's a prep school. Like I knew about it because I did a postgrad year. And they were like, bro, what's a prep school? And I'm like, dude. Some of these guys can play. Some are good. Um, yeah, some, some studs. So how, like, when you're coming out of high school, how did that, like, how did that decision happen? Like, was it just like, okay, I need to get better? Or was it like, dude, I want to play college ball. Like, I need to figure something out. Or how'd that go? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess my thought process then was, like, I wanted to play college baseball, uh, and then I wasn't sure where I, I, I still thought there was, I had a lot more in the tank, like just mm-hmm. wise and just like, I just thought I was, I was coming off an injury. So like, I just thought there was more that I, I could have gotten something maybe a little better, or a little different. Like, I think I could have gotten more like variants in my offers aside from just new England. So I was just like figuring out what, I, what that, like how that would happen. Um, so at a high school, like I, I there's like a ton of really good prep schools in new England. So I like, mm-hmm. I kind of had the luxury of like. Phillips Exeter's in the same town as me. Phillips Andover, Bridgeton, mm-hmm. Bridgeton were like the four that I applied to, and then Bridgeton is kind of what I landed on, um, just because I love I love Coach Isaac. He's like the best coach we've ever had. Um, and yeah, they're, they're just like it was just a fun. Bridgeton was a fun time. It was a grind, but like mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to go. I wasn't ready to go like to like Florida or like out of you know New England for prep mm-hmm. school, but I wanted to for college. You know what I mean? So yeah, of course, Azusa. But yeah, did did you have TJ? No, I had uh, I tore my rotator cuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dang, yeah. So, like, 
it's it's kind of funny because you know you talk about you know going through it going through an injury and stuff at that time in prep school where you just like man dude like i don't know if i'm gonna play or were you like no like i think i can rehab and, and get back to it yeah so i tore my rotator cuff i think before my senior season of high school. So mm-hmm. that whole season was a shit show. Cause like I was still like kind of recovering from my shoulder injury and like my mechanics were garbage and I was just like stressing. Cause I really wanted to commit to a school, but it just like my, I was throwing like 79. I'm like, I feel like I should be throwing harder, but it's just cause my mm-hmm. arms wasn't ready to throw hard. Like my body just was still kind of protecting itself. So that summer I kind of finally got back up to like 84, 85, just from like, mm-hmm. you know, mechanics, stuff like that, just getting like back in throwing shape. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of where I was at like senior season Then going into Bridgeton. I was kind of just like, pretty much back to hundred percent. Like I felt good. I was actually the, like the lightest I'd ever been. I was probably like 170, but I just felt really good at Bridgeton. And I just was like, okay. you know, my arm felt good. So I just grinded right. that whole off season. So do you ever like think about like changing your arm slot or, you know, maybe switching up mechanics? You know, I know for some guys that works. Yeah. My arm slot, I think naturally got a little lower because at first mm. I was like up here trying to protect myself. Like my trap would kind of get involved. And then eventually mm. once I started like getting a little more low three quarter and just like what felt more natural to me, I just started feeling more whippy and getting like cleaner layback and less, you know, elbow shoulder pain. I think lowering it to back to what should have been like what my natural arm slot really that helped a lot because I think it kind of just got me on time and felt healthier, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm a submarine guy, so okay. I kind of, I kind of understand that. Um, you know, my my whole journey is on the pod. Like, I literally took two hours in a hotel room in Texas this summer and just recorded it. Um, next thing on the agenda is like baseball content. Like, obviously, you're, like you're popping. Like, you're not like you're not just some small influencer. Like. I have people on the street coming up to me and saying, bro, did you see Dan's new TikTok? Like, how did, how did that happen? Why did you do it? And like, what made you want to get into that space? Cause that, that's a difficult space to break into. Yeah, it was, it, it wasn't like, it, I don't know. I've always wanted to make content. I've always like kind of wanted to be like a YouTuber and like, I kind of idolized all those people I'd watched growing up, like, you know, Casey Neistat and those kind of guys who would like, would document their lives. And like with, with TikTok and like with COVID happening, I just kind of needed something to like kind of dive headfirst into. And I just started diving first in, headfirst into baseball content. Cause I was like my, my road to 90, that, that was like what I was doing in my life. So I was like, Oh, let me just document it too and make it content out of it. And it kind of took a, a while just for me to gain um, any sort of traction. Like I, I mean, dude, I just like posted every day. Like I was really committed to it. Like I just decided, like, I don't really care what people think. Like I'm just going to make what I want to make. And I think going into senior year of high school, I probably had maybe, I don't even know, maybe a thousand followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, like just from posting bullpens and stuff like that. Uh, and then I just took a big break once I graduated high school because I just got tired of it. I was kind of bored. I, I just wasn't like a good place mentally. So I was just stressing like I was off social media. And then once I got back out to back to or not back to once I got to Bridgeton, I was like, let me just go all in. I'm just going to go all in. Fuck it. Like, let's just do it. And then I went from, you know, like creeping up a little bit, like 1500 followers in the fall, 2000, 2500, 3000, just creeping up. I think in like January, I was at like four or 5000 on Instagram. And then from like, March 
to now, I went from like 4,000 to like 31,000 on Instagram, which is super cool. And that just came from like podcast content started growing a little bit, which helped all my content start growing. I just got super consistent, got better at editing. YouTube has gone from like, I don't know, I think 3,000 to like 19,000. TikTok, like 25K to like 100K. So it's like been like a, you know, pretty big growth. I'm not like in, I'm not some crazy big influencer, but yeah. like, you know, in the, in a short time span, it did, it, it got, it grew a lot, which is awesome. So it tells me I'm doing something right. So I just need to like, kind of like double down on it to grow even more. But yeah, like, yeah, it took a while for me to kind of break through to like get like consistent followers and like traction, but you know, it's kind of obsession. And I got, a, and I got to a good, like, I get to a good point now where it's like, it's easier to get from like 30K to 40K than it is like zero to 1K. Like, for yeah, sure. of course, yeah. of course. I mean, even in my short span of being a marketing intern and we're working with clients and things like that, their number one question is always, how do I get the most growth? How do I get the most content interactions? How do mm -hmm. I get this? How do I get that? And it's a, it's a lot more than people think. Like a lot of people think like, Oh, it's just setting up a tripod mm -hmm. and recording. No, there's a, there's a bunch of editing. There's a bunch of lighting. There's a bunch of different angles. And mm -hmm. it's so complex that when people actually start to do it, they're like, Oh my gosh, it's actually tougher than I thought. Yeah. There's a lot to it. And especially it depends on the content and the genre you're working with. But like me, like I kind of pride myself on my editing. Like I just love to sit down and spend an mm -hmm. hour of just like editing. And you know, it's, it's hard to kind of break through on TikTok. Uh, or Instagram and reels and stuff like that, unless you have something that sticks out. So like, I think my storytelling and all that stuff is good, but I think if I can really hook someone and like have good editing consistently, um, I think that kind of helps me stand out. But yeah. yeah. Now, 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 did you have any pushback from your teammates at Bridgeton or in high school or maybe at Azuna? Yeah. Uh, hmm, I, I guess high school was different. Like, High school was weird because it was still like COVID. It was like 2021. Mm -hmm. So like COVID was still weird. And I stopped. I just like literally just stopped making videos once the high school season started. Just I was kind of just in my head about it. Like I kind of let like my insecurities kind of get the best of me uh, about making content and stuff. But then eventually I, I bridged and same thing. I just kind of said, fuck it. Like people are going to say what they're going to say. Uh, I remember like kids would talk shit a little bit like on uh, comments and stuff like that. But that never really got to me because it's just like, bro, that's like weird. Like I, you, I don't have time to leave hate comments on people's posts. Like yeah, that, of course, like that's just a weird look for someone to just go on someone's thing and shit on them. It obviously means they they got something else going on, like in their kind of personal life. So like, I don't even like, it's not even worth it to give them the time of day. And I honestly just feel bad for people if like, you've got to, you know, kind of release anger on other random people on social media. Um, so like, yeah, nowadays, I mean, Zuzu was a little weird because I, I was on campus there and like, I, I kind of hear like, you know, backhanded compliments type thing. Like, oh, I see your little TikTok page and like, you know, for my coaches and stuff. And that, I already decided I wasn't playing baseball at that point. So like they kind of knew where my head was at. And I'm just like, yeah, like, you know, uh, that's like, look, I see a future in this that like no one else really sees. Um, so I, I can't listen to these people's opinions cause they like, they just don't like, they just don't matter. Like, and not even like a, they don't matter. Like, it's just like, no, they just like, don't see like they're, it's, they don't, they're not in the world that I'm in. So like, they're literally living a different kind of, they have a different perspective on things. So like, I'm not gonna, you know, kind of and social media, like, I'm just not going to take their, you know, cause I, no one spends more time on social media and like editing and stuff than I do. So it just wasn't really worth it. Um, but with that said, like, you know, some people, sometimes criticism has like truth to it. Like sometimes like a comment will be kind of like out, it'll like hurt a little bit, but some, but it might be like, oh, he's kind of right in like an asshole way. Like, you know, if, if I'm like talking too fast, cause I talk really fast, like someone might say like, slow down, you're talking fast. And at first I'm like, fuck you. And then second, I'm like, 
No, yeah, I am kind of talking pretty fast. Like they have a, a value, like so they might be assholes, but they might actually, you know, provide value too. So that's how you can kind of take the good with the bad from those. Yo, what is going on, guys? I hope you are thoroughly enjoying this episode with Dan. I just want to give a quick shout out to the good people over there at Stadium Custom Kicks. If you guys hit the link in the description and you guys use code C Richmond, that's C R I C H M O N D at checkout, you'll be able to get free shipping on all your orders. And now let's get back in the episode. Like, did coaches ever like look at it and be like, hey, look, like we saw your Instagram reel, or we saw your TikTok. Like, do you like do you have care to explain that like do they coaches ask you on visits yeah no i never really had any uh no i think the closest i got to like to a coach saying anything about it i remember like i was getting recruited by stonehill uh mm-hmm. which is like, like a small d1 in in massachusetts mm-hmm. i remember the coach followed me on my instagram but that was back when i was more like training and like mechanical and, and like doing my pull down and stuff like that so that was more just like tracking my progress and building like my following from like training progress but yeah since then no like i never really had any coaches say anything um yeah not, not which is good like it's less of a distraction yo what is going on guys i just wanted to hop on here and to tell y'all that you can follow me on ig at chris richmond underscore that is c-h-r-i-s-r-i-c-h-m-o-n-d underscore and y'all can follow the pod at the players podcast that is the players underscore podcast if y'all could like, share, subscribe, all that sort of stuff, I will include all of these social links in the description so you guys can follow us. You guys can check out all the content that we're creating, and y'all can follow along on the journey. Thanks, y'all. Um, I know that you know you're teaming up with double with uh, what's his name, Dean Jackson, um, sir, and my okay. boy Aiden, yep. Aiden McIntyre. Um, can you just speak on that and just really just talk about, you know, what you're doing and the content that y'all are putting out? Yeah, dude. So it's really cool. I, I remember I hit up Dean a few months ago because I had this idea to kind of bring back Road to 90, but just like, just kind of maximize my like potential in this off season as I'm like not playing baseball anymore, like competitively, like on a team, I was like, man, I can really maximize my training and then I make content out of it, throw live ABs and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, slowly ramping up because i hadn't really thrown in like a month month and a half so i'm like slowly ramping up getting some elbow soreness here and there so like backing up backing up a little bit because i'm in no i have no like time frame that i have to be ready by so we're really taking it slow making sure my body's ready to get back into shape and you know light lifts and stuff like that um but yeah dean i just wanted to go all in like i wanted to train and maximize my potential and i'm lucky enough that i've like gotten to a point where like I don't have to like pay for driveline because like my promotion of them is is val- is like valuable to them too because it's mm-hmm. like I'm you know it's like I can make content out of it and it shows like their training is working and stuff so yeah that's kind of where I'm at Aiden McIntyre is my homie I've known Aiden for a bit because he's one of the guys yeah. who's the content guy so I've always looked at his stuff and you know it's cool to see him doing it at the pro level but yeah Dean I've known him known of him for a while finally got to go to Scottsdale mm-hmm. and talk to him I'm That's super awesome. excited for this process. Like, like I said, I'm taking it slow. I don't know if I'll be max effort in a month or four months. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm kind of just supplementing it with my content and stuff like that, just to really mm-hmm. be at 100. percent Because, like, admittedly, it's like it's not my priority. Like, I just, I'm just super. I'm kind of busy, and also like, it's just been a lot of changes in the last month. So, like, I don't want to commit to something all in until like I'm ready to go all in with it. I don't want to commit and then have to back out. So, I'm being very careful about like 
ramping up too fast and then like having to keep up with my throwing. So I'm trying my best, but yeah, like I'm excited for the content. I want to throw live ABs. I love throwing live. I want to hit 90. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of speaking of live ABs, you know, you kind of you kind of struck out Eric Sim, which is yeah. in there, dude. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Me. yeah. No big deal. You know, no big deal. He just he played pro ball with the Giants. No big deal. Yeah, he's that was fun. Gonna, dude. He's probably gonna lose me for that. No, he hit a home run off me too, though. So <laughs> or even, I guess. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah. Um, what else? What else is there? Um, so what advice do you have for people who want to get into the content game and want to be where you're at? Yeah, I'd say my best piece of advice is just kind of like dive head first into it and like like put yourself in a position to like fail. Like put yourself in a position to be like this this video sucks. Um, I got to make a better one. Like, just like kind of start learning, like what, what makes a good video and like, what do you want to talk about? Who, what, what are your interests? Like for me, like I'm really passionate about baseball and, and commentary and podcasts. And so I kind of just wrap that all into one and like learn from people who do stuff bigger than I do. So I just want to like kind of mimic like, okay, you know, you know, Logan Paul does this. So I'm like, I'm going to try to do that, but put my own spin on it in baseball and do this and that, you know, stuff like that, where, you know, there's kind of a, a model set out where it's like, you know, the Mr. Beast thing where it's like a lot of people are trying to follow him where it's like these big sensational videos. And like, I think there's a way to do that in baseball where it's like, I did live ABs for a thousand dollars, stuff like that, where it's like, everyone wants to watch that, even if they're not baseball fans. So I'm trying to like, use that, use that like knowledge and kind of apply it to my own stuff. So like, if, if, if I have any piece of advice, I'd say just like, be consistent and just like keep putting stuff out every single day and learning from people who are, you know, better than you, which is what I try to do. Yeah, I think, I think one of the one of the biggest people I've seen do that is, is Pasco. Pasco is has really, 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 really ramped it up. Um, and it's funny because my my buddy Noah, um, shout out to Noah. He just had a kid actually. He played with both Aiden and Mike. Um, played with both of them. He played in the A's organization with Aiden, and Noah was actually his roommate. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. So. Um, it was funny cause we were, I was in Texas with him, um, not this summer, but last summer and we were hitting it, whatever. I said, Hey dude, like check out this guy. He's throwing gas. Like he plays for the A's and he's like, Oh yeah, I roomed with him. And I was like, Oh really? And then it was Aiden and I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, but who are, so I know you talked about like your inspirations and things like that. Do you have any other aspirations outside of baseball that inspire you as far as content goes? Yeah, I've always been really – I love J. Cole. I'm a huge J. Cole guy. I'm actually wearing a shirt right now. Like, I love um, kind of people who came from – had, like, a vision and, like, executed their the, – the the struggle it took to get to where they wanted to be. Like, they had, they had something so, like, clear in their head, like, I want to do this. And it's going to take a long way to get there, but they did it, like, through just constant iteration and, like, just making little progress day by day. So J. Cole kind of, like, his story, I kind of try to – keep with me is like he came from like a small town not a lot of money whatever went to new york grinded 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 finally got signed to jay-z's record label grind 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 whatever ended up becoming one of the biggest artists of all time so his and there's obviously way more to it than that but his kind of model is like he wanted to be the the biggest rapper ever the biggest artist ever um and you know since 17 18 years old he worked every single day to do that so it's that's pretty inspiring to me just as like a human being wants to accomplish something like i i I can kind of relate to that and, and that's kind of the the energy i try to bring every day just like i'm gonna i'm trying to, get, I'm trying to go hard every single day and get closer yeah now, now i know you brought up books before and I, I 
I don't really remember the title of the book that, that you talked about uh, the other day, but do you have any other books that you're reading right now? Oh yeah, I did like a top five books link. That was like a video. I was like, I know this isn't going to do well, but I think it might help a few people who just like want to get into books. Because I was like, I always wanted to know like what other people were reading. Because I'm not like a huge book guy, but like I've dabbled a little bit and like phases where I'll read books. But I think my best book, the number one book I said in that list. Oh man, what was it? I think number five was Shoe Dog, which is Phil Knight's like memoir, which is super cool. Um, damn, what was number one? It must. Oh, ego is the enemy. And ego is the enemy. I think was my number one, which is like Ryan Holiday. Uh, actually, I have it written down. Let me bring out the list real quick. I actually had it written down in this journal. I had like a top five list for that video. Here it is. Number one. Oh, number one was Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Best book. Best book yeah. I've ever read. Audiobook is fire. Ego is the enemy is number two. Man's Search for Meaning is number three, which is a really good like psychology one. Atomic Habits was four, and then Shoe Dog was five. So those are those are all. Like, Kind of classics. Those are all the ones that are popular, but I think they're really good. Yeah, I because uh, I'm reading Barry Zito's memoir right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Curveball, mm-hmm. um, and that that oh my gosh, that book. It's it's funny because like you know you see I I watched him play in the big leagues when I was like five, and like I just thought like okay like he's like he's this godlike figure or whatever, but like. Brother transferred to like four colleges. Five. He really? Colleges. That's sick. And yeah. Like, I think he went to UCSB, Pierce, USC, and then like got drafted. Wow. And it was like, and his dad was a talent manager. His dad was like, mm. yeah, dude, you have to read it. You can get it. Cool. I've always known Barry Zito, but I never thought about his story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Um, but to, to wrap it up here, plug your socials, tell everybody about what the heck you got going on, and we'll get you out of here, yeah. man. Yeah, bro, I appreciate you. I mean, first of all, I just want to say, you know, keep doing your thing, bro, because I've been, you, you know, we've been kind of mutuals for a little while, like talking to each other and stuff and DMs. So I see you're doing your thing, bro. Keep it up. I love that stuff. Like any questions you got, always hit me up. Like, you know, I'm around. You got my email. You got my DM, whatever. Like I'm always around. I love answering questions about content. Thank you. Like, yeah, so hit me up whenever you need anything or if you need anything, I got you. Because, um, yeah, it's like it's, there's not many of us trying to make content in, in baseball, and I think it's important mm-hmm. for this sport. So, yeah, but um, for me, yeah, I mean, I mean follow me at DSARM TikTok, uh, DSARM on YouTube, almost at 20K, Pocket Radar Giveaway at 20K. That's been my thing for like a month or something, almost actually there, which is crazy. Um, and I already got that lined up. So, like, Pocket Radar is, like, ready to go on it. So I just got to get that going once I hit 20K. But, so, yeah, that's a reason. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, yeah, shameless plug. And then uh, I just got invited to the ESPN creator class for baseball, which is super cool. So I'll be making some content with ESPN. Yeah, I'll be probably, I think I'm going to be at the World Series. I'll be at one of the games in the World Series, hopefully Houston, but maybe in Philly, making content there for, for, the, for ESPN, which is fucking crazy. So, yeah, I'm very excited, man. Um, you know, working hard. Yo, what is going on, guys? It's Chris here. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you all for tuning in today. Um, I was lucky enough to interview Dan and, you know, as, as you guys heard, um, we were able to talk about a multitude of topics. Um, y'all, y'all go check him out. I will definitely include his socials in the description along with mine. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the interview, um, but yeah, if you guys could go check out all his stuff, um, I'll include that down in the description below, um, as well as mine. And I hope to see y'all on the next episode of the players podcast. Peace. Oh,